Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Gaming has a serious problem, and finally, I feel like I'm not the only one talking about it. For April 29th, 2022, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, Amazon is considering cutting the revenue split between streamers and Twitch. A new report published by Axios shows an alarming increase in far-right extremism and recruitment perpetuated through gaming platforms. Axios cites a number of different studies and experts from a wide variety of anti-extremism and counter-terrorist groups. A report from the Extremism and Gaming Research Network found that extremist countermeasures are pretty much non-existent in most games, which lends credence to Deputy Director of the Center of Terrorism, Extremism, and Counterterrorism, Alex Newhouse's GDC talk last month, where he said, quote, Games are becoming increasingly social. Those social hooks provide the structures and infrastructures for extremists to organize, mobilize, and spread their hateful and extreme ideologies. Newhouse also points out that online games offer anonymity to these extremists, which makes it difficult to research and combat from the outside this growing threat of far-right recruitment. Axios also talked with research director at Take This, Rachel Cowart, about how online games lend themselves to being used as recruitment tools. Cowart cites that online games foster a unique relationship between gamers due to cooperative and stimulating experiences in online games. Cowart said, quote, Friendships are closer, long-lasting, and form faster than in other spaces on the internet. Cowart continues by saying, quote, While it may be a small number of players compared to the billions of players, they are a very hardened, very influential, 
very dangerous group of people who are living their lives in these gaming spaces, with little to no consequence to their action or behavior. Coward expounds upon this point by citing how most of the gaming industry is focused on efforts combating violence and game addiction, but are ultimately turning a blind eye to far-right rhetoric. Coward continues by saying, quote, We're constantly battling all these bad narratives, which takes energy away from actually looking at the actual threats that are truly festering in these spaces and addressing them properly. Axios finishes the report by comparing this trend of far-right extremism permeating the gaming industry to how social media has been used as a recruitment tool for these groups for years, but with a big difference. Newhouse said, quote, We know that the big giant social media companies like Google, Facebook, Twitter have dedicated counterterrorism teams that are working on this day in and day out. We also know that video games simply just often don't have the resources to stand up counterterrorism teams specifically, or don't have the expertise necessary to do so. Now look, this has been a subject that I've been sounding the alarm on for years. Voice chats are an inherently more intimate form of communication than message boards or even social media. And I've even done reporting myself back in 2007 about how friendships that form in online games translate very easily into real-life situations. It's why convention culture exploded in the early 2010s. So the question is, do platforms like PSN or Xbox Live or really any game that supports voice chat, do these platforms have a responsibility to address extremism? Cowart points out that gaming's extremist problem is also growing due to an unwillingness by both gamers and game developers to address this as a real threat. So if gamers won't demand action from these platforms, and clearly these platforms don't see removing hate as a priority from a financial perspective, at what point will external factors like the government or the FCC step in and force some kind of action? It seems to me, at least, that this would be a problem to get out in front of before you lose the ability to address it on your own terms. Bloomberg on Wednesday leaked some of the potential changes to Twitch's revenue cut with their top performing partners. Bloomberg claims that this new revenue cut, which is a decrease from 70% to 50%, could be implemented as soon as this summer. This new change is to incentivize streamers pushing more ads to their viewers to make up for the revenue lost in subscriptions. Twitch is also considering releasing partners from their exclusivity streaming clause on Twitch to make up for their revenue loss so they can stream other places like YouTube. These subscription changes do fall in line with a recent program, the Ads Incentive Program, that Twitch tested out earlier this year and rolled out in March. The Ads Incentive Program offers payouts for streamers who stream a certain amount of hours and push a certain amount of ads to their viewers. When I first reported on this, it looked like a cool way for smaller streamers to supplement their income, though it seems like Twitch is using the Ads Incentive Program as a bridge to make the platform more profitable for Amazon and not using it as a way to supplement streamers' income. 
However, Twitch hasn't changed the revenue split for both partners and affiliates for ad revenue, which Bloomberg points out is around $3.50 to $5 per 1,000 ad impressions which is a really low split and a large reason why more streamers don't push ads to their viewers. What's really disappointing about this move is just how opportunistic it is. Google has dropped much of its investment around growing their gaming live streaming space. Mixer is dead and Facebook, sorry, meta gaming is more focused on VR. It really seems like Twitch is making this decision now because streamers don't have as many opportunities as they did just a few years ago. But this is why I always advocate for content creators to create their own spaces. As long as you're beholden to a platform, you're answering to somebody else. Build a presence that relies on multiple platforms and be malleable enough to pivot if you have to. Ultimately, though, it's important to remember that these are leaked proposed changes. Nothing has been decided just yet. But if Twitch does pull the proverbial trigger on these changes, a lot of talent are going to be exploring new options. All right, it's Friday, and that means that this is normally where we check out an iTunes review. But again, we don't have one. You know what? Why don't I hear from a hater? What, uh, I'm sure one of you listen to this episode and think, oh, Nate, he's just a big, dumb lefty. Well, why don't you tell me by leaving an iTunes review, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, find it, be mean to me. It's the one chance you get to actually be mean and try to hurt my feelings. All right, well, that's it for today's episode of Let's Play. Make sure you're subscribed so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch for now at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.